This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with The App Show. Mike Agarbo here in studio. I've got uh, my co-hosts, Christina Stoyanova and Graham Williams in with me. We've got uh, a cool program today. As always, we cover the latest and greatest apps. We also have uh, tips for iPhone and Android users. Uh, if you're into Facebook, we've got some Facebook uh, learning for you as well. Uh, we got our hot five this week. Uh, this week, uh, near and dear to uh, Christina's heart, top five fast food apps. And uh, we, of course, will be talking about what's streaming this week on Netflix, Crave, and Amazon Prime Video. Starting off with the news, uh, some interesting uh, things happening in the app world. Uh, this one, uh, I'm sure a lot of people always suspected. Uh, some Android games are quietly using your microphone to track your TV habits. What's going on? So essentially the idea here is that the app is activating the microphone and listening for specific sound wave files that it hears in association with different uh, TV programming. It's gathering this data and then using this data to uh, be sold to other groups so they can help identify you uh, or to sell advertising to you based on your TV watching preferences. Um, This is only happening on the Android platform because uh, Android, when you install an app, will ask for some app permissions. And the apps won't be able to do this if they don't ask for these permissions. So it'll ask for, say, microphone permissions. Um, If you've got a game that doesn't use the microphone and it asks for the microphone, you can actually prevent this by saying, no, you can't access that. Uh, But, you know, this is something that's, that's going on. And it's obviously fairly unethical. And I think Google is pretty unhappy about it. So they would know that. Christina watches All My Children quite a bit. Just a lot of All My Children. Nothing yeah. but back-to-back marathoning, <laughs> soap opera. So this is, kind of, this is kind of freaky, but it's also kind of a wake-up call uh, to folks out there. When you're installing apps and you know starting them up, they will ask in many cases for permissions to use certain parts of the phone. And uh, a lot of times it will be like the microphone or the camera. So make sure that you uh, know what you're doing when you give it permission. Like you said, if it's a game and it needs the microphone and there's no reason for it to have the microphone, just say no. Yeah. Sorry, I actually, I always uh, default say no to everything because I find that apps will inform you if they can't function. Like if you're trying to do something and you haven't allowed them that permission, they will say, I can't do this because I don't have enough permissions. And at that point, you can change that based on your needs rather than just giving it access across the board. Well, I'm glad they uh, are making uh, the app developers ask permission uh, you know, for the app. So that's something definitely to look out for uh, when you are putting new apps on your smartphone or tablet. This is one of my favorites this week, this new story. Uh, there's an app that uh, collects bail, spare change for bail money to bail people out of jail. Uh, And so this is a quote, uh, an app that converts your daily change into bail money to free black people. Uh, That's from Courtney Ryan Ziegler, a social engineer with a PhD in African-American studies. Uh, She tweeted that back in July. Uh, And they uh, created an app called uh, Appolition that essentially takes, uh, I guess, spare change. It uh, links the app to your bank account. And whenever uh, the person uses a debit card, credit card, or PayPal, the purchase price is rounded up to the nearest dollar, uh, and they take a, a portion of that to help uh, poor uh, people get bail money. Yeah, some of the stats in here are really interesting. Uh, on an average day, 450,000 people uh, are just sort of you know, languishing in jail because they can't make bail, so they're awaiting their trials. And in some cases, it even, um, you know, 
promotes this kind of strange behavior like pleading guilty because you'll get out of there faster than waiting for your court date. Well, it's kind of sad because, uh, you know, I look at the numbers uh, as well. Uh, and, you know, in a lot of cases, uh, the bail money is like $100 and some families just can't afford to pay that. And uh, at any given day down in the U.S., there's 450,000 people in jail uh, that can't raise the bail money to get out. Isn't that freaky? It's pretty freaky. I mean, when I take a look at the um, the amount of money that comes out of this, I personally, I've actually got this set up for my savings account right now. So, you know, when I spend a dollar, if it's a dollar twenty-five, seventy-five cents, then goes into my savings account, and it doesn't seem like I'm putting away that much um, every couple of weeks. But how do you do that? It's just actually it's set up through my bank. Okay. So basically, they do this roundup and they they funnel it over. Um, I mean, at the end of the year, there's a there's a decent amount of money in there. It's not a lot, but you know, that could make the difference uh, to someone who obviously has been incarcerated and, you know, again, innocent until proven guilty could use that assistance um, and isn't getting it right now. So it's a, this is kind of a, it's a great concept. And I think, you know, if you, if you feel strongly about uh, social justice, this might be a, an interesting app for you to, to take a look at. Uh, also in the, in the news, uh, Apple uh, is uh, revising its, uh, its guidelines on template based apps. Uh, what does this mean, Graham? So essentially what they've uh, looked at is they've created um, a guideline earlier this year to prevent people from uh, submitting spam apps. So these are, you know, companies that will do white label apps. You want an app for, uh, you know, your your restaurant or your small business. You don't want to pay $50,000 to get an app made. You go to a lot of these people and they will create an app for you based on a template. Because a lot of these apps need to just have the same information. If you've got a restaurant, it probably, probably needs your map, your location, an ordering facility, and uh, being able to see the menu, right? And so Apple had banned these apps uh, in a you know wide-reaching uh, fashion. Apple has a tendency to kind of come down hard on these things. But you had a lot of small businesses going, well, we can't afford to have an app now. So Apple's actually revised the guidelines and said that as long as you are the one providing the content for the app and you're the one publishing it, these white-label apps now can be back on the store. So essentially, these white-label services can give you the app, they can do the development, and you can manage the content under your Apple ID account, um, making it so that they can ba- they can start to identify um, these these spam houses that are submitting far too many apps. Um, and it, this is actually better for users. But it's going to make it easier for uh, a lot of companies like small businesses to create their own apps. Exactly. This goes back to where they were doing it before. It gives them some more accountability, gives them some more responsibility, but also gives them the ability to be back on the App Store. So I think this is probably a best of both worlds scenario. Well, talking about uh, Apple, uh, they just recently purchased a Vancouver uh, development company. Yes, they did. Uh, so there's a, a company called BuildBuddy, and you know, congratulations to them. They've been acquired by Apple. This is a really cool service that uh, essentially what it does is uh, helps app developers get apps through the, the build process and out to testing so that ordinary users can, uh, can use it. And it basically is almost a pipeline from the uh, app generation process all the way through to publishing it. Um, this was available for both Android and iOS. Apple has acquired it. So as you would expect, the Android version is going to be rolled off and will not be available anymore. But uh, this is a great story for a Vancouver-based company, small company that has uh, created a cool tool that has now been acquired by Apple and will be rolled into their process. The name of the company is actually Buddy Build, though. Buddy Build. Did I say Build Buddy? Yeah. <laughs> you were kind of close. I, I'm fairly sure that's actually just me at home with my, my Meccano set. So. <laughs> and for Build Buddy out there, I hope you get acquired by Apple. There is a dream. Well, let's uh, throw some love out to the iPhone and uh, iPad users out there. iPhone tip of the week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. 
So this week's iPhone Tip of the Week talks about live photos. Live photos are like magic. These are Harry Potter-esque pictures that capture video before and after you shoot a still shot, and then it can bring that moment to life with sound when you press and hold on the screen. Very cool stuff. What you might not know is that uh, live photos can be more than just short video clips. So you have three other options for fun things that you can do when you shoot a live video. First of all, there is the loop option. And I, I, I love this one. This creates an endlessly looping mini video that cycles through the action over and over. So you basically get to play this over and over like an animated GIF. Uh, the second option is bounce. So it'll play the action forwards and then it bounces back to the start. That's a lot like the boomerang shots that you'll see on Instagram. And finally, there's long exposure. So this is a great way to give you a sense of motion in a still shot. Or if you use it uh, in, in darker settings, you can see light trails. So you get those great pictures of uh, cars with light trails going down the street. Or you can blur people in motion. It's great for, for action and kind of conveying that sense of speed. So to try out these other live photo options, all you have to do is find your live photo in your photo library. Tap on that picture to focus on it. Then swipe up from the bottom of the picture. Uh, not from the bottom of the screen, because if you've got an iPhone 10, it's going to take you out of the, the Photos app. So swipe up from the bottom, of the bottom of the picture. It will pull up the map and show you where you took the picture uh, with your GPS. And then below that, it will show you your live photo options. You can try them all out. Basically, just tap on them and see how they look and uh, see how the live photo turns out with, um, again, loop, bounce, uh, and um, long exposure. So that's this week's iPhone tip of the week. More options for live photos. We have lots more to talk about on the app show this uh, this weekend here. We're going to be doing our Hot 5, Hot 5 uh, fast food apps. Uh, there's some uh, pretty fun ones there. Uh, we'll also be doing uh, a bunch of tips as well. We've got some tips for Android users, Facebook uh, folks, uh, and also uh, crazy app and travel app uh, of the week. So stay tuned. All that and more coming up here on the app show back after this. You're back with the app show. Big uh Big show coming up uh, here this week that uh, all us uh, nerds go down to every year. It's the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. 175,000 folks converge on the city to find out what's uh, the latest and greatest with uh, technology. From a mobile perspective, uh, we've got our friend Rose Bahar on the line. She is with Mobile Syrup. Fantastic website if you want the latest smartphone uh, news, uh, tips and tricks. And if you're looking for a cell phone plan, they've got uh, a great tool there that actually compares all the different uh, telecom carriers against uh, each other. Rose, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. So wanted to get you on the line. Uh, Consumer Electronics Show, uh, from a mobile perspective, what are some of the things uh, that you're looking forward to uh, seeing and hearing about? So for CES, um, we don't expect to see many new phones. Of course, that usually comes with Mobile World Congress a little bit later in, in February in Barcelona. But um, I am expecting to see something mobile-related, which is uh, we'll likely see Lenovo reveal a Windows laptop that runs on one of Qualcomm's mobile processors for smartphones. Um, and that's really interesting because that allows for what promises to be over a week's worth of battery life. So if you think about it, you can pack a huge battery into a laptop that only has a processor made for a smartphone. So it's actually that little. Um, so that should be something that should be really interesting to see at CES. And of course, we'll see a lot of other sort of mobile-related things, um, such as augmented reality. I think it's going to be a big year for augmented reality at CES. Um, we're expecting to see some interesting new headsets uh, that sort of show us the future of what that might look like. 
right now, uh, augmented reality is sort of more in vogue than, than virtual reality, even though that's starting to pick up speed as well. And we'll, we'll definitely see some more experimental VR hardware. We'll see some new PC gaming accessories um, and, and always sort of at the, at the very top cutting edge level. We're also expecting to see um, some new electric car concepts and semi-autonomous or autonomous driving car concepts. There's going to be a keynote from the Ford CEO. So that shows you just how serious people are getting about electric and autonomously driving cars. That's uh, going to be um, interesting. I, I hear, uh, you know, from a, a car perspective, there's so much car technology down at CES. Uh, you know, the car section alone there would make it the sixth largest car show in the world. Uh, after all, like, you know, the Detroit audio show and stuff like that. It's much, much bigger than it has been in past years. Um, it's actually going to dominate quite a lot of, of uh, CES this year, which is really interesting. That's sort of bridging the gap between the auto industry and the tech industry. And there's going to be more and more of a, a blurred line there in the future. Um, so that that's actually going to be a huge part of, of CES this year and a big thing to look out for. Um, of course, another big thing for CES is uh TV technology, display technology. And so we're going to see more of those really paper-thin TV displays or really, really massive uh, displays. And it's always entertaining to just see um, the very cutting edge of what home entertainment looks like. And, of course, that trickles down and, and eventually comes to the market. But this is the first spot that you'll see some of the most impressive home entertainment stuff. Um, we're, we're also planning or expecting to see um, to more smart medical devices, so going beyond just health wearables to actually uh, sort of untested but but very new medical devices that are have smart technology and AI is going to be everywhere. You're going to see Amazon's Alexa assistant and Google assistant in a lot more devices at CES this year. Well, I think those are going to be built into a lot of things now, really, aren't they? Absolutely. A lot of smart home devices, a lot of personal devices, and, and that sort of just makes them more and more powerful and uh, more functional. Um, as much as there are concerns about sort of this web of data that we're building out of our lives, the more that you have information from various devices communicating with each other, uh, the more potentially helpful it could be for users. I, I just see it as more money for me to spend on stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and once uh, all the gadgets come out in CES, there's there's going to be a lot of uh, there's going to be a lot put on the wish list. I think there's always a lot of kind of crazy gadgets that you'll you'll see at CES, but also ones that are very very compelling. A, a lot will be uh, not quite on the market yet, but it'll be interesting to see as usual what's on the cutting edge and see how that might translate to the future of, of consumer technology. Talking with Rose Bahar from Mobile Syrup, all about uh, the upcoming electronics, uh, consumer electronics show down in Vegas. Thanks for joining us, Rose. Thank you very much. Well, let's look uh, at some apps, uh, maybe specifically a crazy one, uh, crazy app of the week. What do we have? We have Sandbox Coloring, and this one is available for both Android and iOS. So this is a color by numbers thing um, with pixel art. We're, Pic okay, so we're, how does this We're work? kicking it old school here. Okay, okay. <laughs> They're pixel art drawings, so they're similar to those like 8-bit 
um, drawings that you remember back in the you know, 80s and 90s. Yeah. Uh, and this is a color by numbers of that. So you are coloring the pixels in by numbers. So light bright. Kind of, yeah. Yes. I just think it's really crazy that uh, people are really excited about this kind of thing. This is a really popular app right now, especially with teenagers. And it's pretty old school. And also, who colors anymore? Apparently, this has been a big thing, though. Like, you've seen all the adult coloring books and that sort of thing. I know, but I just, I don't get it. I I tried because I, I understand the motivation behind it because it is supposed to be calming. But who has time for this? How did that process go? You were like, you know what? Today, I'm going to go out and get myself a (laughs) bottle of wine and a coloring book. How did that, was that? Yeah. It's kind of like adulting and finding your inner child all at once, Graham. (laughs) I don't know. Like people who play video games. Crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're weird. We don't know anyone like that. When we come back from the break, still lots more to talk about on today's program. Uh, We'll be looking at the Hot 5, Hot 5 food apps or fast food apps. Also, what's streaming this week on the different uh, streaming services like Netflix, Crave TV, and Amazon Prime Video. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Still lots more to talk about on today's program. Of course, we'll be uh, covering what's streaming on Netflix, Crave, and Amazon this week. Uh, also, uh, travel and crazy app uh, coming up uh, soon uh, as well. Uh, let's get into one of my favorite segments. The Weekly App Hot 5. This week, it's the Hot 5 Fast Food Apps. And I have to be honest, I actually use uh, some of these apps more than I should. But you know what? They actually can save you a truckload of money. So number five, fast food apps uh, this week. What do we got, Christina? Number five is Chipotle. Uh, So this one doesn't give you any offers, but it does allow you to order remotely so that you don't have to wait in those insane Chipotle lines. I don't know why there are so many people in Chipotle all the time. Um, And you can also save your recent orders and get some menu information uh, like calorie counts and all that. Mobile uh, ordering. Yeah, mobile ordering is a a big thing now. I'm you know, I think there's a few uh, restaurants uh, and fast food places that have done it well. I'm interested to see how well they uh, execute that uh, with Chipotle. Yes, and there's also Apple Watch support on this one as well. So you could order directly from your Apple Watch. I can, I can order a burrito from my Apple Watch. There you go. Thank God. The future is here, Mike. Love it. Number four, we're talking about the hot five fast food apps this week. Domino's Pizza Canada. This one also lets you order, but you can also earn points toward free pizzas and find uh, their most recent coupons. This is a gram favorite. Yes, we call the earning points the negative downward spiral into sadness. Uh, <laughs> something I do fairly often and uh, does offer an Apple Watch app as well, which is fantastic. The thing I love about Domino's is that they give you this this bar, like a progress bar, and they show you from when you've placed the order to when the pizza's being made, to when it's in the oven, to when it's on its way. And it's almost like uh, like you win the game, right? Like it gets to the end and you're like, woohoo, but pizza's here. And then you stuff yourself silly and regret the whole process. It's it's kind of it's kind of cool. I, I the ki- My kids, they love this app. Yeah. Because they can track the pizza on its journey. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. And it's, you know, it, it does feel a little like an adventure. And then you stuff yourself silly with cheese and bread. Talking about the hot five fast food apps uh, this week here on the app show. Number three. Number three is Tim Hortons. This one allows you to order and pay for your order on your uh, mobile device. And it also lets you save your recent orders. Does it have coupons? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. If you're lucky. <laughs> um, so I have to be honest with this one. Uh, 
I actually watched my daughter use this uh, at a Tim Hortons uh, recently, and her feedback, you know, she's 16 years old, uh, is that it's okay, but they still haven't really got the whole mobile ordering thing down yet. Like, she'll do the mobile ordering, but they don't always have it ready because they just can't seem to get it together in the actual restaurant location. You know what? I find that logistically it uh, really throws uh, places for a loop when they introduce this. The whole Starbucks experience when they introduced this was a little rough. Anybody had their uh, their beverage or their meal stolen? No, never. I've had, I've had that happen a couple, couple of times because I order usually, I'll order Starbucks on the And train. they leave it on the counter. Yeah, and it's got my name on it. And somebody who clearly does not have my name or perhaps does but is not me has it picked up my spinach and feta wrap and my delicious, uh, you know, blonde roast. I'm- I was wondering why I was getting free stuff at Starbucks. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the Hot 5 uh, food apps uh, this week here on the App Show. Number two is McDonald's. The app is called My Mickey D's, and it gives you some offers uh, and coupons. Okay, so I got to be honest. I use this app all the time. Yeah, so- I bet you do. <laughs> I maybe should use it less, but... <laughs> Uh, there are some really good coupons and offers on there. So whenever I'm uh, going to a McDonald's, uh, you can actually, it actually knows which the closest one to you is, funny enough. Uh, and they've got like great two for one uh, burger offers. Uh, I go there for breakfast a lot on my way in, like to get a coffee or maybe a sausage McMuffin. And there's always some sort of deal going on. So I feel good because I'm saving money. Can we Can we talk about McDonald's coffee? Because honestly, it is way better than it used to be. And it's better, quite frankly, and I, I may offend some people here, it's way better than Tim Hortons. I like it. Yeah, they, I like they, it a lot. And they it's have cheap. traded places And in it's my cheap. Mind. Yeah. It's like, like compared to Starbucks or some of these other fancy coffee places that Christina goes to, it is like the best value. Like I get a sausage McMuffin and a coffee and even before the coupons, it's like $3. Like do that at Starbucks. I mean, you're, you're over 10 bucks. Easy. The best part about this is we're not being paid to say it. No. <laughs> uh, number one, hot five fast food apps. Is this a fast food place? Well, I think Starbucks is a fast food place. Fast co- Is it fast coffee? I guess fast it, coffee. It, it's fast coffee, but they also have food. They've got the breakfast wraps there and they've got some sandwiches and salads and things. Well, you know what? I, I have to admit, they, they do deserve the number one position uh, because their app is all sorts of amazing. It just... It does so many different things. Yeah, I love this app because I have one of those Starbucks gold card thingies where you earn the stars and you get free drinks and food and things like that. And this app keeps track of all of that good stuff. So I can, uh, you know, scan my card to pay for my order right off my phone and it accumulates the stars for me, which is fantastic. And uh, yeah, the mobile ordering actually, I mean, they've, they've been doing it longer, but the mobile ordering seems to work, except for Graham, who gets the stuff stolen because he lets it sit there for too long. Yeah, you know what? It was a little rough in the beginning, but I have to say that they've worked out the kinks really well, and I can rely on it now. I can rely on, you know, my order being there when I, when I get to the Starbucks I've ordered from. And they also let you assemble, like, drinks that you actually want. So you can, like, add in the type of milk that you want and, and whatnot. If you want an orange mocha frappuccino, you can make that. Yes, if you want to be the pretentious person in the lineup with all the modifications to your drink, you but can the, do that here's the without thing is, embarrassing yourself. <laughs> and you're not wasting everybody's time anymore, right? It's, it's just there when you get there. Yeah. Handy. <laughs> that was the Hot 5 Fast Food Apps. 
let's uh, switch gears now and uh, let's get a Facebook tip uh, for this week. What do you got, Graham? So our Facebook tip of the week is a time saver for all of you who get stuck in the rabbit hole of your Facebook feed when you're on the go. It's how to save something and come back to it later. So when you're scrolling through your feed and you see an interesting story or a conversation that you don't have time for right now, you can save it to saved links on Facebook by tapping the down arrow to the right of the uh, posting name. And you'll see an option called save link. Tap that to add it to your saved links. Later on, when you have time, you can tap on your own profile and select saved from the list. It's typically the fourth option down after friends, events, and groups. So now you can check your content out at your own pace. So that's this week's Facebook tip of the week, saving links to enjoy them later. When we come back, it's streaming time. We'll have a streaming app of the week and also what's streaming on Netflix, Crave TV, and Amazon Prime Video. All the latest, hottest TV shows and movies you can get through Uh, your tablets, smartphones, and smart TVs and boxes. This is The App Show. Back after this. You are back with The App Show. Still lots more to talk about, uh, including what's going to be streaming on Netflix, Amazon, and Crave TV. Uh, Before we get there, streaming app of the week, Graham. Our streaming app of the week is something for those of you who are passionate about music and musicians. If so, you are going to love this week's streaming app of the week. It's Tidal. So with over 48.5 million songs and nearly 200,000 high-definition videos, uh, Tidal has a commitment to premium sound and video content. They're a contender right up there with Spotify and Apple Music for libraries, and they focus on human curation of music. They've got people who are looking at all of their uh, their their uh, available songs and creating playlists uh, that are tailored to different tastes. So they've also got exclu- exclusive digital albums, and they're using master quality authenticated audio. You'll see this listed as MQA on some of your sound equipment if you're buying it. This is a type of compression that can sound better if you've got the right gear. Title Hi-Fi uh, also uses FLAC, which is an uncompressed uh, streaming format. So if you opt for uh, that subscription option, you'll get uncompressed audio, giving you better sound dynamics across the entire library of their tracks. The regular Title Premium is $9.99 a month, and Title Hi-Fi is $19.99 a month. You can also listen through your browser or through apps for your smartphone and tablet. Tablet uh, Title is also available on Sonos as a streaming service. So that's this week's streaming app of the week, Title. Thank you, Graham. Streaming this week. This is the part of the program where we uh, look at what's uh, happening on Netflix, Crave TV, and Amazon Prime Video, uh, three of the major uh, streaming platforms here in Canada, all the latest uh, TV shows and movies that they have coming out. Let's uh, start with uh, Netflix, uh, as we always do. What do we got, Christina? Love Sick Season 3. Hey, help me write something, maybe something from the heart. Okay, what is in your heart? Ooh, well, I guess a sort of quiet desperation that things will never work out. It's um, maybe not that easy for you, is it? Being out with two couples, you know, after... Please, don't. You're going to tell him the truth? You're just going to go on with this other thing you're doing? You are going to be a great dad. So this is a, a British series, and I didn't know anything about it, uh, but it's been getting a, a lot of uh, great buzz and uh, great reviews. Gotta love British humor. What uh, do we have next on Netflix? Penn and Teller fool us. <laughs> okay. This is one of my personal favorite methods in magic. It is, it is terrific, it is beautiful, and it is the reason that close-up magic to me is so much more interesting than stage magic. Penn and Teller, uh, two magicians, uh, they play uh, shows down in Vegas. They've had TV shows and specials and movies over the years. Uh, I, I really like them. They actually have this show now where uh, magicians come in and do tricks, and Penn and Teller have to try to guess how they did them. 
I've seen the first season of this and it is absolutely fantastic. I really enjoy it. I love Penn and Teller to begin with. So the, the witty banter, uh, figuring out how magic works. This is, it's a really neat show. Next up on Netflix. Super bad. It's my brand new fake ID. Wait, you changed your name to McLovin? Doesn't even have a first name. It just says McLovin. This guy's either going to think, here's another kid with a fake ID or here's McLovin, the 25 year old Hawaiian organ donor. I am McLovin. <laughs> I love this movie. Uh, Judge Apto, uh, he did uh, Talladega Nights, 41-Year-Old Virgin, uh, many other uh, movies uh, as well. Graham, you have not seen this one yet. I've not seen this, and it feels like a documentary of my youth. It, it, is, <laughs> it is hilarious. It's, I, uh, I could see you as McLovin, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I really don't know what you mean by that, and I think I'm offended. Next up. Shameless, Season 7. Marquee. Where the hell you been? Hospital. Must have fallen in drunk after the wedding in Washington Lake, Michigan. You don't remember. Oh, my God. I love this series. William H. Uh, Macy, uh, about a really dysfunctional, poor family uh, in Chicago, uh, available on uh, Netflix. If you haven't checked this one out, it is hilarious. It's a little raunchy, I have to warn you, uh, but one of my favorite series. Yes, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. But interestingly enough, William H. Macy actually was the director of the previous movie we just talked about, The Layover, as well. That guy's everywhere. Uh, What do we have up next? A ghost story. When I was little, we used to move all the time. I would write these notes, and I would fold them up really small, and I would hide them. What did they say? They were just like things I wanted to remember so that if I ever wanted to go back, there'd be a piece of me there waiting. Okay, this is a really messed up movie. Uh, You're either going to love it or hate it, but I watched it. It uh, stars Casey Affleck, uh, and I can't even explain it, but it's a a ghost story. You haven't haven't seen it, either of you? Neither of us have seen it, no. But I hear it's a ghost story. (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, spoiler alert, there is a ghost in it. Uh, and he wears a sheet, like oh. like a ghost, like you know, kid would wear on Halloween. But anyway, it it is a fascinating movie. If you're, if you're into film, uh, you know, there's no car chases in this. Uh, there's no uh, real special effects or anything. But it is kind of a a moving movie. So you're saying the Ghostbusters don't show up at the end? No, no oh. Ghostbusters. What do we got up uh, next? Are we into Crave TV yet? We're into Crave TV with Doctor Who Season 10. This is the gateway to everything that ever was or ever can be. It's like a spaceship. What? A lot of Doctor Who fans out there. Uh, I never really got into the series, but uh, it's been doing very well lately. Yeah, I mean, if you want to catch up, there's only like 37 or something like that. Um, this is season, 37 seasons? This is season 10 since the reboot in 2005. Okay. Um, but this is Peter Capaldi's last season. Uh, spoiler on that one. Uh, there's a new Doctor uh, who we just saw for the first time on Boxing Day. And this is actually, there's some great episodes in this particular season. So I would say uh, give it a watch when you get a chance. We're looking at what's streaming on Crave TV. What do we got up next? Cardinal season two. Do you have any idea who might have done this to you? Done what? Spooky. Uh, This has been getting a lot of uh, buzz. Uh, Murder mystery? Yes, it's a Canadian murder mystery, and it's actually based on a mystery novel called 40 Words of Sorrow. Um, Like I said, a Canadian production in uh, 
out of Sudbury, Ontario. Up next on Crave TV this week. Underground Season 2. We make ourselves free by the choices we make. The accused is guilty of all charges, and he will hang for what he did. You cannot ignore federal I law! I just did. Uh... Fascinating series about the uh, Underground Railroad back uh, in the American slavery days uh, and the uh, system in which uh, slaves, black slaves, uh, worked their way up to Canada. This was something that, uh, I mean, we studied in school when I was a kid, and the story of Harriet Tubman was uh, just, just such a powerful one. So being able to see, uh, look into this, I think, is, is going to be exciting. Finally, uh, we're covering uh, Amazon uh, Prime Video. What's streaming there this week, Christina? Grim Season 6. After five seasons of Grimm, everything they've discovered... Nick, you need to get out of here. I'm going with you. ...has led to this. Bernard won't stop until you're dead. Take him down. We're all gonna die! Grimm, the final chapter begins January 6th. There you go. Uh, the Brothers Grimm, uh, I guess a, a take on uh, those uh, fables. Uh, season six on Amazon. Uh, let's switch gears now, Graham. Uh, what do we got for Game of the Week? Our game of the week is uh, kind of an interesting one. This came out a little while ago. It was part of a Kickstarter that I was part of, and the game is called Republic. That's Republic with a Q-U-E at the end, not a C. And it's a stealth adventure game. Now, this comes in five episodes, and it features a very compelling plot, some great voice acting, and some cool 3D animation. So you play as Hope, a young woman at the heart of a mystery that you need to crack to save her life and save the world. It takes place in sort of a dystopian future where people are always watching. It's a fun game that will give you hours of gameplay. It's available for iOS and Android, and you can sample the first episode and then unlock the rest of the episodes with in-app purchases when you're ready to move on. So that's this week's Game of the Week, Republic. When we come back, Travel App of the Week. Stay tuned here on the App Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with the App Show. We've uh, got time for one more app, and that's the Travel App of the Week. What do we have? This week we have Solo Traveler. So if you uh, like to travel alone, sometimes it can be a little bit daunting. Uh, This app endeavors to connect you with other uh, solo travelers as uh, you're going along. So it's actually a bit of a social network if you will, and you can actually contact uh, other travelers that are nearby. Very cool. And what is this available for? This is available for both Android and iOS for free. And so you do a lot of solo traveling. Is this interesting to you? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think especially uh, if you're doing something um, that's maybe a little bit more off the beaten path, sometimes it's good to have a buddy with you. So this might be a good, uh, good way to do that and meet some new people. That's all the time we have left. Don't forget to visit our website, AppShowRadiogram. AppShowRadio.com. Perfect. Uh, Links right to our Facebook page. You can check out uh, what we're talking about. And if you've got some suggestions on apps we should cover, we would love to hear from you. Want to uh, thank all the folks that helped put it together. That would be uh, Graham and uh, Christina. This is uh, Mike Graham and Christina signing off. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.